0: friends. Welcome to the FemiO podcast. I'm your host, Femi Olaf yoye Amagbeni, speaker, writer, and self-love activist passionate about supporting black women on our self-love journeys. I do this by sharing lessons and observations from my life in a way that is transparent, honest, and sometimes truly comical in the hopes that it encourages you on your path as well. All right, let's get into the episode. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Femio podcast. I'm your host, Femi Olaf, Yoya, and I missed you guys. We're doing a little bit of an adjusted schedule because I have a new offering that I am going to be rolling out at the end of this month, and bringing this new offering into the world is causing me to need to shift some things around, right? To make space for this new thing as we do. So one of the things that need to be shifted around is the podcasting schedule, but I'm really excited. I'm obviously not telling you guys what the thing is yet, but I'm really excited. I've been working on it for a couple months and that's all I'm gonna say for now. And let's talk about The Bachelor, (laughs) okay? So I've done a couple of shows on The Bachelor before. For those of you who don't know, I am a Bachelor watcher. I will say, I feel like at this point in my life, I have to say that I am a part of Bachelor Nation or I was a part of Bachelor Nation. I'm on my way out of Bachelor Nation, but there was a time in my life where I was avidly watching The Bachelor. I was doing Bachelor recaps. I was creating extra Bachelor content. I've been in it. I stopped watching The Bachelor in 2020. So I did not see Tasha or Claire's little half season <laughs> that she did because I was like, you know, all this stuff was happening with the racial unrest we were seeing even again and more so the way that whiteness has just ruined everything. And I was like, I just can't watch a show that is centered on whiteness. In all of its years, we've had now two bachelor lead people of color, a bachelor and a bachelorette, both black. It took 20 something years to get us here. And even as we are here, there have been so many problems. We are watching Matt James, the first black bachelor, Oh, just make some decisions and do some shit. He's making decisions, he's doing things. So anyway, I stopped watching The Bachelor for a little bit because I was like, you know what, I can't take this in anymore, this is violent to me. And then I started again to watch this season, the first Black Bachelor, because it is the first Black Bachelor. I was like, all right, I feel like just given my history with The Bachelor franchise and my active involvement in Black liberation, and anti-racism and all of this stuff. I just wanna see how these two things are gonna combine because obviously they brought Matt in as a response to the civil unrest after George Floyd last summer. So I was like, you know what? Let me, I'ma bite the bullet. I know it's gonna be difficult. I know it's going to be hard for me to watch this because I don't know where Matt James is in his own racial identity. Now, having seen some episodes, we'll find out and I will talk about that in a second before starting, I was like, I don't know where he's at. I don't know what type of woman he's into. I wouldn't be surprised if he normally dates white women, which it seems is also true. We will talk about that. So yeah, I was like, and also just generally for me, it's difficult for me to watch white women pursue a black man. Like it's difficult for me to see that happen. And I will talk about that. So anyway, I was like, okay, This season is going to be difficult for me to watch, but it is the first Black Bachelor, so I am going to try. We are going to try. We're going to get through it. And after this season, I do not think I will watch this show again because it is, oh man, it is so tough. (laughs) It's so, so tough, which we will talk about also. So anyway, What we're going to talk about today, I said The Bachelor, right? We're going to talk about Matt James. We're going to talk about his season. We're going to talk about the ways that race has played into his season so far. And then we're going to also talk about Chris Harrison because he has gotten himself into a bit of hot water that he poured and boiled and then jumped into himself because he said some dumb shit about one of the contestants on the show. (sighs) Girl. Anyway, we're just going to talk about all the things. So, buckle in. Everybody, just take some deep breaths and we'll get into it. So, first, let's talk about Matt James. The first Black Bachelor. Who the fuck is this man, right? Ooh, you know what? Actually, before we jump into all this, I also want to just as a blanket disclaimer say that when you're talking about The Bachelor, not just me, but just anyone who delivers commentary on the show, I feel like it's kind of a tough line to ride because it is, it is true that these are real people, right? And contestants, players on The Bachelor have mentioned a lot of times how people tend to respond to them as though they're not real people, as though they are characters. So they say mean things and they say just really invasive things that you wouldn't normally say to someone's face. But because you're like watching these people on screen, they've all been made two-dimensional characters. It feels like that bar is lower to just talk any type of way about them. So I am going to do my best to hold the the realness of these people, the reality that these are human beings. They're all on a growth process. I don't know these people. So I do not know there's actual stories. I do not know their intimate details of their lives. Like I want to, I want to make that clear because I'm going to say some things that are probably going to be, they're going to be a little rough and they're going to sound like I'm generalizing this person. And to some extent I am because I don't know them. All I can see is what I see from The Bachelor. The thing about that though is like, that I would say is just that, like, when you go on a show like The Bachelor, that's kind of the point. That's what they do, is to dimensionalize you so that you can be easily digestible as a character for the audience. When Ben Higgins was The Bachelor, his whole tagline was, I felt like I was unlovable. And that's something that they rolled out every time he was on screen. Is like, okay, Ben Higgins, unlovable. Ben Higgins thinks he's unlovable. Like that was it. When that statement actually carries a lot more weight and a lot more, there's so much to that. There's so much to unpack there as a human, but because he's The Bachelor and we're trying to fit players into their spots for this two-dimensional show that we're watching... For this compressed version of love that we're watching, Ben Higgins thinks he's unlovable. That's him. That's all of him. So anyway, I want to say that because I'm like, again, I'm going to say some things. I'm going to make some generalizations. I do not know these people. I understand everybody is doing their best, I think, to grow and learn and be a better person. But from what I've seen on The Bachelor, That's all I can speak from. That's all I can speak from. Anyway, so Matt James, our hero. (laughs) God. He is friends with Tyler C. Tyler C. is best known, I would say, for, well, it's a tie between The Bachelor and dating one of the Hadid sisters, I think. But Tyler C. was on Hannah B.'s, this is already ridiculous with all these initials, Hannah B.'s Bachelorette season he was in the final two it was him and some countryman named jed and she chose jed even though the entire world was like look at tyler c he is literally a calvin klein model <laughs> he's literally just gorgeous and does the he does the whole like strong silent type really well he wears a pair of jeans like You've never seen. He's like the incarnation of James Dean. Like, hey, girl, what are you doing? Anyway, she made her choice. Uh, She tried to shoot her shot. Once Jed proved himself to be ridiculous, as we all knew he was, she tried to shoot her shot with him on the after the final rose. Tyler was like, "Mm -hmm, no, he didn't say it like mean, like he didn't embarrass her or whatever. But he was like, nah, no, 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 I'm moving on. So anyway, I'm almost certain Tyler would have been The Bachelor had he not been immediately swept up by one of the Hadid sisters, like right after that season. So then Tyler C. kind of blows up, right? Like, because everyone's like, oh my God, this man is incredible, gorgeous, and he was not chosen. And that's crazy. And so we're like seeing Tyler C. more just on social media and shit. And we also discover that Tyler C. has a best friend and his best friend's name is Matt James. And they're both tall and they're both super hot and they're both super fit. And everyone's like, what is going on? What is happening? So then coronavirus happens and people are, you know, making quarantines. You're like getting your little households together and it's like cute and fun at the beginning. So I think this part is a little bit more fuzzy to me because I don't. I don't know. I wasn't really, I don't really check for the Bachelor people outside of the show. I can't like keep up with their lives and shit. That's too much for me. So I guess there was a quarantine that involved Hannah B., Tyler C., Matt James, and I want to say another woman or something from the Bachelor franchise. I don't know. Anyway, they were all hanging out, they were friends. And so then when all of this shit blows up, when George Floyd is murdered, when the world gets mad, when every single state and multiple countries around the world are protesting and everybody's looking at the ways that whiteness has poisoned everything had all these racist structures and all these television shows that are built in oppression and profit from it the bachelor who has for years been chided for being like actively racist decides to say hey We know a black guy, (laughs) Tyler, Tyler, bring your friend, bring your friend. Look, 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 Matt James, everybody, is our new bachelor. Look, we're not racist. So that was kind of the idea. So Matt James is chosen as the bachelor. What I know about Matt James is that he is biracial. His mother is white. His father is black. That makes a difference. I don't know if you are familiar with that um, phenomenon, but if you are not, I would I would encourage you to do some research into the differences in biracial children when their mother is white versus when their mother is black. Okay? Anyway, so this man's mother is white. His father is black. I do not know. I don't believe his father was really, like, as involved in his life. I might be making that up, but whatever. He's tall. He lives in New York City, whatever, whatever, whatever. So Matt James, in his first episode, he does a little interview with Chris Harrison where he talks about the pressure of being the first black bachelor, which I understand just flat out. Even if you are the most woke, even if you are like all together, whatever, and you're the first black bachelor, like that is a stressful position to be in. On top of that, though, he starts telling Chris Harrison how, you know, quote unquote, specific people want to see him end up with a specific person. And, you know, his mom is white, his dad is black, all whatever. So basically he's telling us, you know what, I'm not picking a black woman. <laughs> okay, fine. That's not what he said exactly. But he's like, a, like <laughs> hinting at that fact, like that he's like, I feel like in that conversation, all that I got was like, "Oop! I normally date white women. I'm comfortable dating white women. Y'all might want me to end up with a black woman. <clears throat> and I might not. I don't think that this man is checking for a black woman. I don't know that he's checking for his own blackness, to be completely honest with you. So anyway, he has this dumbass conversation with Chris Harrison about how specific, 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 whatever, basically telling us he's not checking for a black woman. And then we find out somewhere in the first episode as well that his favorite animal is a panda. And what's funny and interesting about that is that when somebody asked him, like, why a panda? He kind of just said, oh, you know, they just like hang out, they're chill, they're like, whatever. And I was watching this and I was like, maybe that's what his conscious mind is telling him, but... I would bet money that his subconscious mind when he was like five years old or something discovered pandas and discovered and he was having a hard time reconciling the fact that he's both black and white and he found this animal that is black and white and chilling like living its life just relaxing and he was like that's me (laughs) that's what I want out of my existence I just want to be at rest in my blackness and my whiteness. So that's where Matt James is, where Rachel Lindsay, who was the first black bachelorette, she seemed to me like she had her shit together a little bit more with regard to understanding and standing in her racial identity. She also is not biracial, both of her parents are black, so I guess, you know, it's a little bit different for her. But still, she, for example, Rachel Lindsay on her season went on a date with a black guy. It was a one on one date. And on the date, they were talking about their dating histories. And she asked him, Who have you normally dated? What kind of woman do you normally date? Is it black women? Is it white women? Is it a mix? Like all that stuff. And he mentioned that he typically only dates white women or has only dated white women in the past. And she looked at him and was like, Why? <laughs> what is that about? And he said, oh, you know, like, I just grew up around white people. I was always around white people. So that's just how it ended up being. And she kind of looked at him and was like, "Mm, I don't think so, though, because I also grew up around mostly white people, am around mostly white people, and have dated a significant number of black men. You see, like, she was ready to call him on his shit. And I just feel like, she was really proud. It seemed to me like she was really proud of being a black woman. And I'm not necessarily saying that Matt James is not proud of being black or that he's hiding it or I honestly don't know what is going on with him. I don't know that man, but I do know that we are taught to be ashamed of our blackness. Everyone is taught that blackness is bad is what I'm saying. So if you are black and you're getting this lesson from your society, from your media, from everybody, that blackness is bad, blackness is something to be ashamed of, blackness is something to minimize, to hide, to not really talk about, it takes intentional effort. It takes intentional work, it takes intentional focus to undo that, to stand in your blackness proudly. And do I think that Matt James has done that or has started that work, girl, I don't know. I don't know. Also, we need to know this about Matt James, is that he told us, and by us, I mean the woman that he went on a one-on-one date with earlier in the season. I don't remember which one. His longest relationship was four months long, and that ended because it got to the point where It was time to put a label on it to be like, hey, I want you to be my girlfriend. And he freaked out. He got scared. He couldn't do it, whatever. And so that to me is also telling. Sir, it seems like you are so afraid of opening up. You are so, like in your entire 28, 9, I don't know how old that man is, in your entire life, you have not found yourself able to say yes to a real like committed relationship. You had the opportunity. And when it came time, you said no, because you couldn't bring yourself to commit. So these are the things that we know about Matt James. His favorite animal is a panda. I think it's because of his struggle with reconciling his racial identity. He Has never been in a relationship, not because the opportunity has not presented itself, but because he has found himself unable to commit. He is right now being stood up as the poster boy for racial reconciliation for The Bachelor, and he's Tyler C.'s best friend. So that's where we are with Matt James. As I'm watching this season, I felt like it was important for me to talk to y'all and also just maybe to the air about like interracial dating because that's what we're seeing, right? Like, that's what the Bachelor, whenever I mean, the Bachelor's whole thing has been, you know, they'll usually have a white Bachelor, Bachelorette, they'll bring in maybe one to two people of color, and usually, The darkest of those people of color is gone either night one or week two, and then the second one makes it maybe halfway, and then they're also gone. That's usually the record with The Bachelor. When you have a black bachelor or bachelorette that has raised the likelihood of them ending up in an interracial relationship because the the house is still mostly white, especially for Rachel's season. I think in this season it's been like 50% white and then like the rest, which is like literally the most diverse cast of The Bachelor I've ever seen, but the likelihood is still higher of having an interracial relationship if The Bachelor or Bachelorette is black. So I was like, let's talk about interracial dating. Let's talk about why it's hard for me to watch white women pursue a black man. Number one, let's talk about my personal history. Let's talk about that. So like I grew up only liking white men. I was at the place in my life where I was like, if you have brown eyes. If your eyes are not blue, I am not checking for you. You do not have to ask. Do not send in an application. The answer is no. That's where I was at for most of my life. And the reason why I was in that place was because I was trying to marry out of my blackness. I believed that if a man of color thought I was beautiful, it didn't matter. But if a white man thought I was beautiful, worthy valuable than I finally was. So my desire for white men came out of my hatred of myself, which I'm not saying is always the case for everybody who is in an interracial relationship or who prefers dating outside of their race, especially if you're black, but the likelihood is high. I mean, and then we're also thinking about this this idea of like dating a white person or a lighter skinned person than you as like a status symbol, as like, confirmation of your own like goodness, again, your own worthiness, your own value. Like the Kanye West song, which is sad because as we all know, he wrote it and then he did it. When he get on, he gonna leave your ass for a white girl. Like that age old story of black men dating black women when they're in the struggle. And then when they reach a certain like status, wealth, power, recognition, all that stuff. They leave her behind and start dating women who are light-skinned or white. So if we're talking personally, that's one of my issues with interracial dating because I'm like just watching for myself the fact that interracial dating for me used to mean that I hate myself, right? Like that's where that was coming from. So that's one of my things with interracial dating. And then we have to look at historically, I mean, we have to talk about slavery and that's not interracial dating, but that's where the roots of the shit come from. That whole trope of the white master going into the slave quarters and taking what he wanted for himself. Oh, it's so ugly, I can like barely even talk about it. There's history there that's rooted in slavery that is uncomfortable to say the least. That's a problem that I have (laughs) with interracial dating. Just when you're thinking about it, it's like you can't ignore the historical part of that. The number of times that a white woman's desire for a black man or a black man's desire for a white woman or their mutual desire of each other has caused destruction. Like not only death for that man, likely but also death for his entire neighborhood, death for the entire block, the city. I'm thinking of the Tulsa race massacre. That all started because a white woman in an elevator alleged that a black man assaulted her or touched her or something. We don't know what actually happened in that elevator, but we know that she accused him of something. And the whole fucking town was then set ablaze. Emmett Till, that woman who later admitted to lying about the fact that he had whistled at her, said something lewd to her or something like that. And she got him murdered in one of the worst ways I think that we have historical record of. It is difficult for me to watch white women go after black men, pursue black men, talk about how much they want to be with black men when I have seen historically, when we have seen historically what those encounters, what that dynamic has brought on black people. Again, not just that man, but whole communities being destroyed because a white woman had fancied a black man. So I'm watching this show, (laughs) The Bachelor, and I'm watching Matt James be pursued by all of these white women and it's difficult. It feels so problematic. And I'm also watching him again, say stupid shit to Chris Harrison. Like, well, you know, people want me to end up with a specific person, but whatever, I guess it's hard for me because I'm like, when a black man wants to be with white woman, I don't understand it because I'm like, the shit is dangerous. Hello, Sir, This has been a historically dangerous matchup. I don't know why you would choose to go after that. But hey, again, that's just me. Those are my thoughts. I understand that there are situations where people are in in interracial relationships and it works out, where the white person is not dangerous and threatening to that black person's life or to the lives of black people around them. I understand that those situations happen. All I'm saying is that when I look at interracial relationships... These are the thoughts. These are the things that are happening in my mind, which I think should bring us to Rachel Kirkconnell. So Rachel Kirkconnell is a woman. She's a contestant on The Bachelor. I would say she is a front runner. Matthew told her that he's falling in love with her, which is not only the first time I've watched him do that this season, but this is also the earliest I've ever seen it done in a Bachelor series. So for those of you not familiar with The Bachelor, there used to be a really strict rule, I guess. Maybe it wasn't strict, but everyone just did it. I don't know what the situation was, but you never used to hear an I love you or I'm falling in love with you from the main person, from the bachelor or bachelorette until the end, until it was like the final date or whatever. And you've already chosen your person. The contestants might have said like, I'm falling in love with you the whole time. Usually the I'm falling in love with you's start around week six. So they've been saying it the whole time, but the main person never says it back until it's like the very end. Until Ben Higgins, God bless him, he came through and said, I'm falling in love with you to his two final contestants. And that was crazy because everyone was like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) What's going on? What is going on? He's 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 just out here saying I love you to people. And so now we're seeing that more often where the bachelor or bachelorette will say I'm falling in love with you to someone or to the front runners, but it's still pretty rare. And then also, like I said, it is very rare to have it happen so soon. Normally it would happen like maybe week eight or nine. I think he said, I love, I'm falling in love with you to Rachel week five on their first one-on-one date. They exchanged the, I'm falling in love with you's, whatever. And Miss Rachel Kirkconnell, it has come out recently that she has a racist past or I don't even want to say racist past because that makes it seem like, oh, she's better now or she's different now or whatever. And I I don't really think that that's true. I think that she's racist, (laughs) well, first of all, I think everybody is racist and all of us have to work to undo our learned internalized racism, but some of us are trying harder in the opposite direction. And it feels like Miss Rachel Kirkconnell is one of those people. Being that, I guess in 2018, she attended some Old South antebellum parties in college, maybe, or She liked some pictures with people posing in front of the Confederate flag. And like her family is from the most racist town in Georgia. Apparently her parents voted for Donald Trump twice or something. All of these things like came out. So everybody's like, Ooh, girl, she's racist. She's racist in the loud way. And he loves her. And so I mean, number one, that's also just interesting to me because I'm like, okay, so not only are you going to pick a white woman, not only are you choosing a white woman, but you're going to pick, you're going to (laughs) tell the one that you're falling in love with is the one that's like the most loudly racist against black people. Okay. 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 So anyway, Rachel Kirkconnell, all this stuff came out, blah, 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 blah. Chris Harrison was on a talk show with Rachel Lindsay, who, as I mentioned, was the first Black Bachelorette. He was on a talk show with her. They were doing an interview about the situation, about Rachel Girconnell, all the stuff that's come out about her. And Chris, the hot water that he poured himself and then boiled and then jumped into, decided to say that we just need to have compassion and grace for people. Whatever happened to just letting people live their lives and blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember what the exact like things he said were, but they were dumb. <laughs> they were stupid. They were this whole defense of racism thing where he's like, oh man, she's just a kid. Besides, it was 2018. None of us knew about racism then. sir, sir sir. What? So anyway, so Chris Harrison says all of this stuff to Rachel Lindsay. That was what shook me too, is because I'm like, white people say dumb shit like this to other white people all the time. Okay. I was not going to be surprised if he was just out on some regular ass show talking to another white person saying all this stuff. But then I found out he was talking to Rachel Lindsay. Not only is she a black woman, she's a black woman that the Bachelor franchise has specifically harmed by bringing racists and putting her in harm's way on her season. So I'm like, Chris Harrison, you thought that what you had to say was so chill, was so normal that you could say it to a black woman that this show has personally harmed, sir, (laughs) sir. So anyway, so Chris Harrison, you know, everybody gets mad, everybody's like, what the fuck? Chris Harrison apologizes. He releases an apology. ABC releases an apology. He decides to step down as The Bachelor host for the time being. None of us know how long that will be. And he won't be present for the After the Final Rose show. So I hear all of this. I think it dropped a couple days ago, the news. And I'm just like... Why, what is it about no grace for racism and for racists don't you understand? Not just you, Chris Harrison, but like anybody, anybody that would argue that, oh, she was in college, oh, she was young, oh, it was 2018, it was a different time. Was it different, Chris? Chris, in 2018, Donald Trump was still president. 2018 is after Sandra Bland, it's after Trayvon Martin, it's after Philando Castile, it's after Freddie Gray, it's after Eric Garner. Like, was it different, Chris? I don't think so. 2018 was literally five minutes ago, okay? Even if it was fucking 1953, okay? Even if the bitch went to an actual Civil War party in 1861 when the shit started. Okay. It doesn't matter. This whole idea of, oh, it was a different time doesn't hold up because there were people who knew that it was wrong at the time that it happened. Like there were people who knew that it was wrong. The people who didn't knew it was wrong, like, oh my God, you don't get a pass because you're like oh this is just how she was raised this is just how she was taught you're going to tell me that you're going to sit there and listen to somebody tell you that a certain group of people are worse than other people just because of their skin color and you're not going to have questions you're not going to sit there and be like that doesn't that doesn't add up wait a minute wait right You're going to have questions, but then you have the choice to believe that bullshit or not. And a lot of people have believed it for centuries. And that's how we got here, including Miss Rachel Kirkconnell. She thought that this was fine. She thought the Confederate flag was cute. She thought an old South antebellum party would be a cute thing to go to in 2018. So no, like that doesn't make any sense, Christopher, to excuse her behavior because she was in college, because she was taught this, because this is where she was raised, because like, because, 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 what? No, no. And I'm so sick. I'm so tired of people using this defense because again, that's how we got here. This whole idea of like, oh, they were old. Oh, it's a different time. Oh, we just need all the racists to die out. Sir, sir. We've been waiting for the racists to die out for 400 years. Guess what? Guess what? The bitches are getting younger, <laughs> okay? They are getting younger and they are getting more powerful and more radicalized. Y'all saw the fucking assault on the Capitol. Y'all saw the insurrection. Okay, those were able-bodied young men in that crowd, sir. Okay, this whole idea of like, oh... Grace, 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 compassion, compassion, compassion for some bullshit is is stupid. It's just perpetuating racism. It's making excuses so that racism can continue to thrive, which is exactly what his apology said. And it's also because it's like that apology. I just I'm sorry. I do not believe that you can say the things that you said so frivolously. And then days later be like, oh, I understand. <laughs> like I've had a I've had a racial awakening. I understand how I was defending racism and I was permitting it and I was being racist and all this. No, 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 no. Your publicists looked up the dictionary of popular buzzwords right now, threw them together, and that's where we got this apology. Okay. I don't I don't trust that shit. Speaking of word salads of apologies. Rachel Garconnell also released her own apology or something saying that she like, you know, apologizes for her old, her old behavior and that it's whatever. And I'm just like, madam, you are on a show to be married to a black man. What? What? Like, how dare you? Like, like he is not safe with you and not just emotionally, not just like, oh, in the relationship, feeling safe, feeling loved, like whatever. No, like you are dangerous for him. Like literally when I found out all that shit that she had done and said and whatever, I was like, she needs to be taken off the show. She is a danger to this man. And yet She's continuing to pursue him. He's continuing to pursue her. And Chris Harrison's out here excusing the whole goddamn thing by being like, oh my God, it was 2018. That was like so long ago. (laughs) Sir. So anyway, Chris Harrison is stepping down. Chris Harrison is stepping down as the bachelor. And that's also upsetting to me because I'm like, I really did like Chris Harrison because he was just enough Of a background character, but then he also did a good job of at least pretending, doing the bare minimum to get these people to believe that he cared about them. But also in other like scenes, you can tell he thinks that everyone on this show is fucking stupid. Like Chris Harrison did a really good job of riding that boundary, that, you know, straddling all those different spheres. And I liked the little shade that he would throw. I liked. The little digs that he would do. Like Chris Harrison was petty at times and it was fantastic television. And so I'm like, bruh, who are they even going to get? I don't want to see Chris Harrison anymore. That's absolutely true. But I'm like, who's going to follow up? Again, I'm also tired of this happening where it's like every time you like a white figure or public figure, you got a question. You Who knows what crazy ass shit they're going to say tomorrow because they're out here saying dumb shit. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very curious to see who they get as the next host. I think that the show should fold. I think that now is the opportunity just to pack it up because truthfully, again, this show is insane. Regardless of all the shit that I even yelled about right now, <laughs> this show is, The premise is awful. It doesn't work. People keep saying, like, at the beginning of every season, they're like, I've seen this process work. I've seen this blah, blah, blah. There's like a 1% success rate for bachelor couples. I don't know who you're looking at, but the shit doesn't work. It's also just disrespectful. The way that they have disrespected these women over and over and over again on this season alone, they brought... New woman in after they had already been there for five weeks. They subjected them to all of these crazy, humiliating challenges. They changed the rules on them. Like, it's like this show is relieving them of their dignity. And that's just what it does. That's like the premise of the show. This idea that this one man is dating 30 to 35 women. At the same time, we're watching him like roll around in the bed with one and then take the, another one on a date five minutes later. Like, sir, no, no. Pack the show up. It needs to go. Thank you. We no longer have room <laughs> for this television show. And by we, I mean like everybody, the zeitgeist. There's no more space culturally for The Bachelor is what I feel. So I think that they should pack it up. I do not think that they're going to do that because, again, The Bachelor makes a lot of money. And so I think as long as they can continue to exploit people like this, they're going to. And it's just upsetting. It's just upsetting. So anyway, so that is my take on The Bachelor, on Matt James, on interracial dating, and on Chris Harrison and Rachel Kirkconnell. We covered a lot today, y'all. I have been screaming Yeah, I'm going to do a recap, I think, at the very end of The Bachelor season. Once we know who Matt James has picked, I've heard people say they think he's going to pick Rachel Kirkconnell because and that's why it matters that she has this apology and like all of this stuff, because she's actually going to be his person. I would die. I would die. I don't know if it would be laughter or sorrow, but bitch, (laughs) I'm collapsing. So we will see. I'm going to do a final episode at the end dedicated to this bachelor season once we find out and here's hoping that the shit goes under here's hoping that it ends here's hoping that matt james has some more racial awakening on his season here's hoping that he doesn't pick a violently white woman slash violent white woman and yes rachel corconnell liking all that stuff and going to those parties and Co-signing all that shit is absolutely violence. It's absolutely violence. She's dangerous. So yeah, here is to healing for all of these people, bettering for all of these people, and hopefully the shit not going the way that I think it's gonna go. Thank you to all of you for listening. I would love to hear your thoughts, rate and comment on this episode. If you have other people that watch The Bachelor with you um, or that, you know, watch The Bachelor, send them this episode, see what they think about it. Let's just like, yeah, let's have conversations and shit. Cause I want to know what y'all are thinking because I, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Okay. Anyway, I love you friends. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of the Femio podcast. Before you go, don't forget to follow, rate, and leave a review. If you want to stay in touch, find me on Instagram at FemiO. To support FemiO and the FemiO podcast, you can visit paypal.me slash FemiO. Talk soon.